Good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Wednesday. This is Seattle Now. Here's a forecast for Seattle area home buyers, partly cloudy with a chance of less competition. The start of Seattle's 2023 housing market is off to a temperate start with financial worries buzzing. But for a few, winter is offering glimmers of bright spots. Seattle Times business reporter Heidi Groover is here to help us with the forecast. But first, let's get you caught up. Voting is a right, but what if it was a requirement? The Senate State Government and Elections Committee cleared a bill requiring all eligible voters to register to vote or get a waiver. If passed, voters would have to return a ballot for every primary and general election, even if the ballot is blank. Critics say the bill violates free speech, which includes the right not to speak, or in this case, vote or not vote. The Bellevue School Board will present a proposal tonight to consolidate three elementary schools due to low enrollment. Seven elementary schools in the Bellevue School District are up for consideration. Low enrollment has been a trend across western Washington for the last couple of years, with districts in Seattle, Everett, and Tacoma reporting budget shortfalls and declining enrollment. SPS senior staff told the Seattle Times that they may need to consolidate as well. The earliest that plan could happen would be the 2024 to 25 school year. And it looks like Washington's historic gold rush town of Republic is back in business. Well, sort of. A Canadian mining company reports it's found a significant gold deposit on company-owned land about three miles outside of the northern Washington town. The gold is estimated to be worth more than $3 billion, according to Krem TV. It's time for a Seattle area housing temperature check. And this time, it seems like new home buyers and agents are being hit with a faux spring. Winter sales heated up, but inventory chilled. It is a mixed bag out there, even when you've got the cash. Heidi Groover is the business reporter for the Seattle Times. She's here to help us make sense of the latest housing trends in our area. Hey, Heidi, great to talk to you again. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Heidi, I feel like I have exhausted all my weather puns at this point. So what's going on in Seattle's early winter housing trends? Are things cooling down? Well, as you said, it's a mixed bag. Overall, the market is definitely slower than anything we've seen in the last few years. Uh, Prices are basically flat or declining. Houses are sitting longer waiting for a buyer. And all that means that buyers have some leverage. Maybe they can try to get a cheaper price or get the seller to cover some closing costs. They're not constantly losing out to all cash buyers, paying hundreds of thousands of dollars over the list price. But at the same time, things did start to pick up in January. More people bought homes, and so that means a bit more competition. I spoke to Allie Jackson, who lives in Mill Creek, and she wants to move to Bothell. Uh, She and her husband have been preparing to list their current house. So, you know, they're happy to see that the market is picking up a bit because that's good for them as sellers. But at the same time, they want to buy a new house. And they hadn't really been able to get into the market for the last few years just because things were so difficult. And so she's seeing that there's a bit more competition, maybe more bidding wars, and she's starting to get a little nervous. She figures that her best bet will probably be trying to find a house that's been sitting on the market for a little while because maybe that will be less competitive. Everyone is really waiting to see 
how much things will pick up and sort of hoping, at least if they're trying to buy, that we won't be getting back to the frenzy that we saw in 2021, say, earlier in the pandemic. Yeah. Okay, so what does the competition for new buyers look like out there? Well, some houses are getting multiple offers, uh, and when that happens, some buyers are paying over the list price. I think it's worth keeping it in perspective a bit, though. You know, what I'm hearing is maybe three or four offers on a house instead of 15 uh, offers. Maybe it goes for 15000 over the list price, not 200000 over the list price. So if you're a buyer, you may not be the only person trying to get a home that you love, but you might not be in quite the cutthroat situation that you would have been in the last couple of years. So it seems like things are slightly tamer than they have been in the past. Are there areas of the Seattle market that are particularly doing well? Well, definitely anything that's more affordable is going to see more competition. So any homes under a million dollars, honestly, in our area are pretty competitive. And that's always been the case, but it's certainly the case now as everything is getting more expensive and people are really watching their budgets. The outlying suburban areas have been have been extremely difficult to buy in for the last few years because people are looking for more space and that continues to be the case. Uh, a lot of people are still working from home. Uh, at the same time, we did see, you know, prices really skyrocket on the east side in areas like Bellevue, and those have started to to fall as things have cooled down. So we're not seeing the dramatic price increases that we were seeing a year or two ago. How are people spending in this current temperate house climate, especially with layoffs and potential economic disruption in the future? Buyers are just taking their time a bit more. They're being more deliberative. They want to hold on to some of their protections that allow them to back out of a deal if something happens. And they they really want to squeeze as much as they can out of sellers right now because they can feel that they have a little bit of that leverage and they're not sure if a recession is on the horizon or what will happen with inflation. Is there enough in stock? Is everyone going after the same home? You know, that house that's under a million dollars that may have been on the market for 30 plus days or more. That's what I hear from buyers is that they are definitely keeping a close eye out for anything that has sat on the market. And typically, you know, that's not a good thing if you're a seller. If your house starts to sit, you worry that people will think something's wrong with it and um, they'll be less likely to come and look at it or make an offer. I think now, as people have seen the market slow down a little bit, they feel like they have a little more time to make their decision. I'm hearing from buyers who are okay looking at something that's been lingering on the market because they're hoping they might find a deal. And let's profile the current buyer right now. Who are they and are they any different than the person who was in the market a few months ago? The only real difference I've heard is that tech buyers might be holding off in some cases. So Obviously, there have been layoffs in the tech industry. Um, they've affected a lot of people. At the same time, it's a small share of the total tech employees in our region. But many of them rely on their stock options to put a down payment on a home, say. 
And so if those are not doing well, they might just hold off. They might wonder if their job is safe, if a recession is coming. So I heard from a loan officer that he's seeing fewer tech buyers right now. He was making the case that it's a good time to buy because it's rare in our area that you're not competing against a bunch of tech buyers with maybe a lot more money than you have to spend. And so other buyers who don't work in tech may benefit from a little bit less competition in that specific sense. Yeah, the tech industry seems to be going through something right now, and that seems to be showing up in the home buying market. And the big thing here, let's talk about interest rates, because the overall bill for homeowners has fluctuated a ton in recent months. Right now, the national average is 6.3%, which is down from close to 7%. What kind of buying power does that represent? Interest rates are really a huge factor. You know, a one point change in the rate can affect the house that you're able to afford by around 10%. So it can really send your budget plummeting when the rates are increasing because you have to stick to your monthly payment and the amount of house you can afford gets less and less. So as you said, rates have started to tick down a bit and there's still nothing like the two and three percents we've seen during the last few years. Those probably won't be back anytime soon, but going from 7% to 6% can mean that monthly payments for a house in our area are a little less expensive, maybe in reach for a few more people. And that was really a big driver of the uptick in activity that we saw in January. Yeah, perspective is everything, Heidi. If you were looking for a house a few months ago dealing with a 7 or 6.8% rate, this feels pretty comfortable right now at 6.2 or even lower for some people. You said the market isn't nearly as competitive as it was before, but sales are heating up. Are we reverting back to that Wild West market of before? Not that I've heard. We've definitely seen a shift. We're not in the Wild West market of the last couple of years. So even when buyers encounter a bidding war here or there, they are not encountering the sort of extreme environment where it seemed like everyone was just throwing money at every house that was listed. And so the agents and buyers I talk to are definitely noticing this uptick, but they're not describing a full return to that Wild West environment. You know, when we talk about the Wild Wild West market and the and what things could potentially be, it seems to me like a tepid market might ensure that people can actually get in and get something. They're getting some time to not be emotional about the purchase. It's not a kill-or-be-killed situation in terms of buying a house. But it does make me wonder, is Tepid a good place? Is it a realistic place for a market? Most people I talk to, even in the industry where you would think, oh, they must have loved the last few years when everything was so frenzied, even they say it's better to have a little bit slower, more even of a market because buyers are not being forced into these fast, risky decisions. So I think especially agents that work with buyers definitely would agree that it's better. I think if you're a buyer, you definitely agree that you would rather not be up against so many people and forced to make your decision in 30 minutes after the open house and that kind of thing. 
you know, even as things get a little bit easier for the people who can afford to buy, there's still a huge number of people who just can't. The monthly payment for the typical home in the Seattle metro area uh, is about $3,650. That's 46% higher than a year ago and, you know, more than twice the median rent for a two-bedroom apartment. So there are a lot of people who can't afford $3,600 a month for a mortgage, and, and that still remains the case. Yeah, yeah. Housing affordability is a massive problem in the area. And we will be looking for more tepid times and solutions. Heidi, Heidi Gruber, the business reporter with the Seattle Times. Really appreciate your insight. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Brandy Fullwood. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Claire McGrain, Brooklyn Jamerson Flowers, Vaughn Jones, and Jenny Cecil Moore. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. Thank you.